Scotty, 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 guess what, guess what, guess what? My shit shipped. Are you happy? I saw that your shit shipped. <laughs> Try saying that on a soggy afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> no, that means like, well, I enjoyed a, a, a high fiber breakfast cereal this morning. <laughs> oh, dear. So, uh. Tell us about this uh, turd that you floated down the river then. Oh, my God, that's so mean. Why would you say that? You said that you said your shit shipped. Yeah, but it's like, this shit's good. It's like, it's been... Okay, now you, it's tell not, us about your amazing my... turd you floated down the river then. Okay, it's not a turd, but anyway, uh, no. It's okay, this, okay let, let, let's, let's restart again. John. Scotty, Scotty, about... Scotty, guess what, guess what, guess what? <laughs> my shit shipped. Uh, John, John, all I all I can do is 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 hold my bladder tightly with excitement as I wait to hear about it. Okay, all right. So you remember how for the last I don't know it's been it's been a long ass time, like a year and a half or so. I've been saying it's like oh, I can't really quite talk about it. Uh, well, now I can, and so I shipped a, a you know I along with others, but I will take some credit because I worked on this shit for a long time and from the earliest days when I was fighting the good fight to even make the test run. But it's called. It's now called my Netflix. It started life as an A/B test called Just for You with a hypothesis of what if we created a canvas where we knew that we could present titles and and other items that we knew that you liked because you'd interacted with them. Um, because you know, as people know, we make a lot of content. We're a global service. There's something for everyone, every out there, and it's made in all sorts of countries and. We spend a lot of time, you know, trying to make recommendations. And for some people, they say, oh, my God, it's like you you know me better than I know myself. For other people, it's like, I don't get it. You know, I don't find things I like. In either case, out of this whole sea of content, there's a there is a there is the need, I believe. And, and it was borne out in the test and, and the people I worked with, had, you know, we all believe that. Uh, that, you know, if you were to give a place where you could say, for instance, show me the things that I've liked, because I may want to recommend if people come up and ask me, what are you watching? If there's a nice place to be able to say, this is the stuff that you've liked, or this is stuff that you are, is in your continue watching row and you want to know where you are, or this is your complete visual watch history. So that maybe, you know, you fell asleep while you were binging something, or maybe somebody watched something on your profile and you missed it. Uh, you can go and rewatch it, or maybe you want to recommend a specific episode of a show, like a cooking show, where uh, for the entire world of cooking shows in, in Chef's Table, maybe the specific one where he was in Istanbul, you know, or where he was covering a chef in Istanbul in a particular restaurant. Maybe you want to get your hands on that. Maybe you want a place where all your downloads are. Maybe you want a list of all these uh, articles from a service called To Doom which gives backstory on the show. So you could have it all in one place that you can get to very easily. And that's, that's the, that's what we shipped. Um, and so whereas it started as, as just for you as an AB test with, you know, a small number of cells and kind of hidden in an overflow menu, uh, it, it was quite successful, like surprising in, in, in the retention wins because people could come back and say, we know it's there and we can see our, our notifications there and we can ask to be reminded when titles come on service and we can see when they're coming and, and where they are you know, and what we asked to be reminded of so we can keep track of it. And lo and behold, it was successful. So then we said, okay, well, you know, can we do something where uh, we can make it a little bit more prominent? And as you know, with a tabbed interface, you only have so many tabs. And we already had a tab that we had used for downloads. And downloads is a significant, you know, feature that, uh, for some people. But for other people, it's something they use occasionally, like when they're traveling. So the, the question came, was like, could we take that tab? And if we were to take that tab, how could we integrate downloads? 
And there were technical challenges with that. And there's also kind of UX challenges for that. But we ran a test with different cells to kind of figure out which one would work best. We settled on something. And all while I'm doing this and all while we're doing this, we're also, of course, you know, changing the technical underpinnings of how we build our app and how we deliver data in our back end, uh, which meant that, <laughs> that I, you know, the first test was implemented one way, and then we said, no, you're, you know, we have this new thing. Could you adapt it? It's like, sure. And then we said, okay, we're switching from file to GraphQL, um, and there are some things you'll be able to do when we use GraphQL uh, that will make it possible to, to, to do one of the, the kind of updating mechanisms that you have. Do you want to hold for that? It's like, sure. And then it took a while to get that figured out and put it in there. Then we also developed a new way of, of doing all our, uh, you know, uh, how we do view modules in, in our application, how we can reuse views and reuse entities and all that kind of good stuff. Can you adapt to that? Sure. And then people said, wow, this is, is, is successful. We want this on more than just iOS. So take this endpoint that you made yourself to shape the data and shape the responses and manage the updates that you did for your iOS app. And rather than somebody copy pasting it for to deliver it on Android and then once again on TV, let's change the way that we deliver it and, and use it in a way that can deliver it for all three platforms because the test was so successful, it's going everywhere. Um, and so we did that. And so that helps to explain why it took a long time because first you had to make it work, then you had to test it to prove that it was a valuable thing, then you had to test it again to try some other hypothesis, and then you have to figure out how to make it work everywhere. So it was quite the adventure, um, but I think it turned out pretty well and it had a pretty good reaction. So I am proud, Scotty. Well, first of all, congratulations on shipping something that you've not been able to tell us about, as you say, probably for a long time, 18 mm -hmm. months. Uh, my first question was going to be is, you know, while this is a, a nice feature and you can see the complexity in it, 18 months is quite a long time. So, you know, where, where does that time go? But you've answered that question without me even asking it because you mm -hmm. explained the process, the process you went through. So, uh, yeah, this is this is this is good stuff. So, so, so does this mean now that um, uh, you're on to your next secret project that you're going to start a new eighteen months of not being going to tell us about, uh, <laughs> or, I, I or is it now mon monitoring this and making changes as it goes? Yeah. So, a couple of things. Yes. I mean, the other thing to know about it that this is just the starting point of it. You know, a thing that I've learned, you know, uh, is that. You, the larger the company that you work at and the more installed base that you have and the more platforms you have to work with, the longer it takes to ship things for lots of different reasons. Um, one is that, you know, any change you make, we think that's a completely minor change, but the reality is, is that what may be completely minor for you may be a big deal to somebody else or what you think is completely unimportant may be a big deal to lots of people. So there's a lot of instrumentation. So, you know, there's that, that tells us, you know, and this is true with any kind of modern app, uh, there's a lot of instrumentation that tells us what actual user behavior is. Um, and so, so when you, when, if I could say, well, okay, well, how long it takes to do any one implementation of it? Not that long, but when you count all the other dependencies and, and then that, that it really, it adds up. But the other thing too, is that we're trying to make it a lot easier to, to, to do innovation like this and to modify it and to modify it across all platforms at once, not, you know, uh, and that, that requires a level of coordination and thinking that, that you just don't do overnight. So that's one thing. So the second thing is, yes, we, you know, this is just a starting point. And they're, they're really, you know, people are aware of the fact that, that there was a, a 
crackdown on password sharing. And people may think, well, that's because you're you're terrible people. And 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 yes, we're terrible people. But but there is an underlying reason for it is that Netflix, like any other service that has recommendations, really works better uh, when when it's a we know the profile, where it's a singular profile. If you have multiple people watching on the same profile, which is very common on TV um, because it's a shared resource. Uh, you run into problems where you, the taste of somebody, your brother, sister, sibling, daughter, whatever, uh, may be completely different from you. And so it, it becomes a huge challenge to try and make recommendations to make it feel like it's really for you. So this is part of kind of an ongoing effort to make Netflix feel personal for you, which is, I think, a good thing. And there's no more personal. But, but doesn't Netflix app support profiles anyway? So it people does. can have individual profiles. It, it does. But what I'm saying is that oftentimes people, you know, if, if you were, yes, it does support multiple profiles, but you'd be surprised at the number of people that just basically use the same thing. And, you know, this is basically, I just want to watch my show and, 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 and get in and get out. Um, but that means that the viewing history on a single profile may be mixed with the, the five other people that, that the account is shared with, for example, so that that is a real thing. Um, and so there's a lot of, you know, there is no more personal device than your phone. And that really can, can become the key to a lot of, of interesting things. Um, because there's also a difference between trying to figure out what show that you want to watch next that you may not have ever heard of, or may not have ever considered, or, you know, know that people have talked about and you want to get to it. But at some point you vote with your attention and your activity. And that's, that's, you know, that is a different canvas. That is a different way of thinking. You can't really combine the two. It becomes too confusing. Um, so that is, is something to know. Uh, but there, there definitely will be plenty of, of innovation now that we've shipped this with trying some, some other interesting things that I can't talk about. Uh, but the, the second answer to your question or the question or whatever the answer, the second part of your question, have I moved on to something else? And the answer is yes, I have been working on something that's quite secret that I'm, I'm also super proud of. Uh, it's part of the reason why I went to Singapore. Um, whatever a month or so a month or so ago and in fact actually it dovetails nicely with this work so i have certain areas of passion within the netflix platform that i enjoy working on and this thing that i shift is one of them this thing that i'm working on is yet another one and when they are 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 made to work together i think we'll we'll have something even even cooler so um Yes. Well, once again, congratulations. So um, let's just dig into this a little bit, obviously, without giving away any trade secrets. Um, obviously, you've explained the process as a, as a company with uh, back end and changing technologies with GraphQL and all, all that sort of stuff um, is, you know, been been the process for the feature as part of the company, but but just from an iOS developer's point of view, uh, putting this together, what were your iOS challenges, if any, or did you find the whole thing just you know stuck together? Was it like Swift UI and it's all beautiful and perfect, and it's actually no. your side with only th- only yeah. three lines of code? No, um, <laughs> no, it's not Swift UI. I have been doing some Swift UI. There's, I I can definitively say we would not have been able to do this with Swift UI. I don't know necessarily you could do it today with Swift UI because it's just I mean, you know, the, without going off on a tangent, Swift UI is, is a set of declarations that ultimately get implemented by existing UI kit classes, as we all know. And for all the type of, of, of behavior, I mean, it's not just throwing a grid of things up there. Part of the thing that made this particular 
Canvas a challenge is that it has to aggregate multiple data sources. So for instance, there's notifications. That's on the top things. There's downloads. And then there's a there are lists lists of lists that get sent back from the server and all those lists are volatile. So for instance, there's continue watching or watch history. So if you go in and watch something, we need to update that row as efficiently as possible. And we need a mechanism that can do it to keep it in sync across multiple devices because you might watch something on a TV and you want to see that reflected right away or you know reflected when you continue and pick up your mobile device or vice versa, for instance. Um, you may ask to be reminded because there's a whole tab of, of what we call new and hot, which features things that are coming soon. It's like, you know, a new episode, sorry, a new season of a series that you've been watching or a brand new movie that you've heard about. So you want to be known, know when, when that's going to uh, become available on service. So, you know, and then there's downloads. So if you think about those different data sources, they have to be kind of muxed together and how and where you do that and how you update and keep everything in sync without having to dumb, you know, brute force reload the whole page. That's that's a thing. Um, the other things that are important is that we went, we switched kind of, you know, to, 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 to use diffable data sources and uh, uh, I'm spacing on the name now, the, the kind of uh, the, the layout engine where instead of you saying explicitly, here's all the cell sizes, you basically say, I want these number of columns or, you know, I want these number of columns in this peak, you know, and, and make it work that way. Um, there's a phrase for it, but it's too early in the morning. So we had to adopt that. Then we also had to adopt a mechanism where we have to say, you know, what happens if a particular row or particular design for a cell that is on this canvas, what happens if we want to use it somewhere else? So we have a mechanism for making it all work because you may say, hey, the design of this particular cell with all the things that you might go might go into it, you know, the, the, the behavior, the accessibility behavior, the touch behavior, all that kind of stuff. You don't want to have to make them custom for each um, for each campus, you want to make it reusable as possible. So there were there were tons of challenges that were specific to the 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 the, the requirements, like multiple data sources, for example. And downloads is a particularly challenging one because that's you know that's a, a monstrously complicated async process that happens because you can download from anywhere, and we need to show you you know progress as it's happening. And you may have downloaded it from a details page that you got to on the home screen. And as it happens, you go to my Netflix, you want to see those things, you want to be able to cancel it if there's a prop, you know, if you need to, or as you're getting progress. So there's, there's lots of different updates. That that's probably was one of the biggest challenges. Um, and we were happy to be able to use, you know, async await for, for, for many of those things so that we could kind of, because if you, if you imagine for any given page, just to be able to show the initial page, if you got to fetch two or three or four different data sources, and and you know the the it, 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 one data source may provide a row of data that has to appear you know in position three, and in position two and one is data from another data source. You can't just kind of like incrementally blast it on screen. You really kind of have to wait until it's all together. And these are all async data sources, any one of which could fail, or or you may not know whether whether there's anything there until you ask for it. And if there's nothing there, maybe you want a placeholder. So it's it is quite complicated even just to uh, 
present the initial page and then to be able to do it as quickly as you possibly can and to be able to cache it aggressively and while you're loading you know to have something more attractive than a bog standard spinner so we you know there's there's a, a rather attractive woo woo view as we call it the thing that has the undulating gradient blends that kind of go gives you and shows you what the shape of the page that you're waiting to to get to is and then as i said kind of with updates we also changed the way that we did update mechanisms uh where where we used to basically make discrete requests on demand from the, the 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 client now changes are pushed with 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 push notifications to any interesting parties to on any client platform so if somebody watches something on on a particular client device push notifications will be sent out to other client devices that they can keep things in sync um, and to be able to do that at an enormous scale and to do it efficiently without melting the ice caps is its own sets of challenges. So, um, you know, then I think the last thing to do to, 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 to mention is, is, you know, you know, I always rattle on about accessibility, but one of the things that was super important for me on this one, since it was a brand new Canvas, is to basically take all the learnings I've had, you know, in, in working on adapting older Canvases with, with you know, four and five and six-year-old code, to make sure that it's a lot easier for people to to build and maintain it, and make sure that all these little details are are kept uh, kept in are, are cared for. So, for example, you adjust the preferred content size, and not only does the text grow, but the images and icons grow and function as well. And they can grow at different rates to be able to make the best compromise given a, a given amount of screen real estate. And then, you know, uh, thoughtful features for for voiceover since there are rows and the rows have headers. That the row headers will tell you, you know, what the row header is, like, you know, uh, titles you've liked, and that will also announce the number of items so you can get an idea of what the extent of a row is, things of, of that nature. So, um, and then the last thing is kind of, I think it, 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 it benefits from a lot of work that we've done with, with a, an effort called Delight, which is just to basically make things design and animate and, and, and work beautifully um, using some technology, you know, using color thieving, for instance, to make a nice gradient background uh, that matches the, the predominant color of what you see on top. Um, so things like that. Um, and so, yeah. <laughs> That's that, that's that's a long answer, but and a lot of stuff there, but it also represents a lot of work. No, no, I mean I, that's that's really interesting. It's in there, and I think yeah, it's um, yeah. I, I mean we we've discussed a lot of the stuff about the reasons you use some technology, not other technologies before. So I think we're just we won't dig into that again. It's just a yeah, just a good uh, idea to hear how you had to deal with it, and 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 again, it's yeah. I think sometimes. Uh, some of the things you have to deal with when you have a large user base are quite. You have to take different attitudes to when you have a short, a smaller user base, right. and I, I think this is one of the uh, problems indie developers sometimes have if their products become successful or if they go and work for someone else. That you know, it, yeah, but there's this this concept. Well, if it only pisses off half a percent of the user base, then I'm fine. But you know, um, <laughs> you know half a percent of you know <laughs> hundreds of millions of people is quite a lot of people still. It is. Um, yeah. Uh, and equally, even even from another point of view, I mean, one of the the projects I works on, it, it's run by a small company. It has uh, multiple millions of, of users. I mean, it's not hundreds of millions or tens of millions. It's multiple millions of users. And you know, if you if you put something out that causes a problem uh, to one percent of your user base, you know that that's and and that's tens of thousands of emails to a small support team. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, you you do have to, um, you know, this concept of uh, 
break with caution <laughs> is really um, uh, really important. Whereas, you know, to be honest, with something like Moneywell, where our user base is a lot smaller, um, you know, we we can breed down to almost like, well, yeah, if we if we piss off two percent of our user base and they need help with this, then we can manage that because we're a far smaller application. I know we're only a small company, but you know, we're we're in a totally different place. So, okay, the, the twenty five people that will email through that, we will we will just deal with, and we'll send them this link or, or whatever else. We, yeah, we made a, a similar you know a decision, you know, based on. Basically, when we released the new Moneywell, we broke the licensing system for the old Moneywell. Um, uh, and that was mainly because we moved a bunch of servers and we didn't want to maintain a bunch of servers for the old Moneywell. Um, and so if someone tries to reinstall the old version of Moneywell pre-App Store, you know, it, it doesn't accept their license. We said, OK, this is going to happen now and again. We have our own license lookup system internally. They'll send us an email. We'll send them a license. It will just be done. And we might get an email a week on that type of thing. You know, but that to us was a better choice than um you know setting up new servers and whatever else to move the licensing server server across about it whereas you know if that had been <laughs> uh, yeah uh, and app with millions of users and and now suddenly you know, 10,000 users in this next month couldn't get their license you know, you would be moving those servers <laughs> Um, yeah, it, it, it's not it's not just the technology and the way you do things, the scale of what you're doing it at, and, and trying to be. And I, I think one of the biggest problems is, you know, we read this a lot about coding. Does it scale? You know, you know, uh, and, and that's on you know several things that or your processes. Obviously, if it's in the app, and um, you know, you're saying, well, it works when there's twenty records in there. You know, we have a. Um, uh, we have a MoneyWell test budget that's got about 400,000 transactions in it, I think it is, something like it's hundreds of thousands. Anyway. And, you know, we use that to, to test certain things like scroll speeds, open speeds, stuff like that um, when we open stuff, because that's might only be one user, but that's now scale of records. But equally, there's the issue of scale of, well, right when thousands of users are using this, if you have a back-end service, does it support it? So scale is an interesting problem, and you know, where do you draw the line when you're designing it? You know, do you ship the app saying, well, I know it deals with hundreds and we'll deal with it dealing with thousands of records or users or whatever it might be later? Or do you go straight for dealing with hundreds of thousands and do it? And that's often a difficult decision to make because it often involves money, more, more time, more effort. Uh, I think, in, you know, in some ways, people people like Netflix, it's an easy decision. It's always going to be lots of people, regardless, even if it's small percentages, so you just have to do it properly. Uh, but for um, us smaller developers who don't quite deal with that, it's, it's you know, it, this uh, forward planning versus deal with it later when it comes to scalability is always a challenging decision to make. It is, and a lot of people will agonize it for, over it for a long time. They do. So, anything else happened in these last few weeks? We we haven't spoken for a couple of weeks. I went away on a, another short uh, vacation um, last week, and so I told you that I didn't want to speak to you. <laughs> yeah, I was, and it took me quite some time to recover. In fact, it was only, truth be told, it was only the happiness of shipping this thing uh, that helped me get through the, the, the sadness of you being so mean to me. I was, I, 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 I went away to, it's actually, I went away to my first weekend music festival in a long long time and camped in a muddy field with lots of other people and uh, you know stood in muddy fields watching a lot of music for the weekend so it was worth not speaking to you for half an hour to go for the weekend <laughs> oh my god i'm not worth a half an hour of your time i'm so sad 
I was driving at the time we would normally record. Okay, okay. Your ability to focus and not crash your car to yeah. the side of the road is yeah. more important to you than spending half an hour talking trash. I um, know, I know. I I am a sad and uncaring human being. Yes, <laughs> you are. That. But you know who's not a sad and uncaring human being? Barbie. And um, but, uh, Barbie. Okay, let's. I I didn't see that segue coming. Let's um, let's go there. Okay, so you know you're probably familiar with the Barbie movie phenomenon and. Uh, and it's an interesting phenomenon, but there, the, the director of the film, Greta Gerwig, I, somebody on, on, uh, threads, Shloka from, from, from the, the, the James Dempsey and the breakpoints, she posted something that I found very interesting. It was a pull quote from Greta Gerwig, who, who basically said, who said something to the effect of, uh, I don't know where all the characters are going to go when I start. I write to find out what will happen to the characters. And I thought that was fascinating because the, the story itself, I mean, it's, it's easy to think, oh, it's just a celebration of the of the Barbie phenomenon. And it is absolutely that. And it's funny and so on and so forth. But it's actually quite deep for lots of different reasons, which I won't get into here. But what she's basically saying is like, I had an imagination. I could imagine where the characters could go, but it was only through the process of writing and thinking about it could I then develop where they would end up and, and what their adventure would be. And I think software is often like, oftentimes like that, at least when you're building something brand new, because people, there's definitely this tension, this idea. It's like, I'm going to go into an attic somewhere and build a perfect blueprint and I will think of everything. Once all my plans are solid and perfect, I will then hand it to the, the minion developers and they will, you know, do the grunt work of realizing my grand vision. And I've never thought that writing complex software that way ever works well. It really doesn't because, for one thing, it takes forever for you to get the, the blueprint done. You can only test assumptions in your mind and your mind only. You might talk to people about it, but it never hits the light of day. And I'm much more the belief that that you have to write something, show it to people, let them interact with it. Uh, and then adapt it from there and and to sh- kind of ship things regularly, even if it's to a small number of people and really let them go at it um, before you can figure out where that where things will go. And I love when you can understand how a creative process that is not in the field that you're doing. So I'm not a film director. I like to think I could pretend to to play one in my mind on TV. So I have some vague idea of what it's like. Um, but it's not my it's, it's not my day to day gig. But to to learn how somebody who's writing a screenplay or directing a film thinks about something and how it might apply to to things the creative process of software engineering, which I, I do enjoy doing as well. So, yeah, I, I, I can I can start. And, and that thing about writing is interesting. I've heard several people writers say that. Um, I uh, know I've heard Michael Morpurgo, the children's writer. Um, say that and other people and, and a mystery writer and he's saying that if if i know the end when i start writing then my my writing becomes very linear mm-hmm. and and i just go you know it's really hard to stop myself suddenly ending up there in chapter three because i know it's where i'm going whereas when i don't know where i'm going i wander and amble and then suddenly find oh no i'm in a good place and i think instead there is there there is arguments for both in software some sometimes it's you know we don't ship because we spend too much time ambling and don't go straight there but sometimes if you 
you, you make that decision and keep it hard about where you're going and you go straight there, you, you miss a whole bunch of opportunities for what your software could be, um, alternatives for the way people might use it or discovering other things. And so, yeah, I think, you know, it's, well, it, it often, uh, and I think this is where Apple, you know, is always sort of, often been quite good as a company because it sort of understands this although I think some of his execution has been poor recently um, it is you know well it's an engineering focus it sometimes needs a creative arts mindset in order to get the best out of it you've got to you've got to combine both parts of it and this is why I think sometimes you know it, it, it's very hard for apps created by an individual developer to 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 really um, I mean, there obviously are exceptions to this rule and some amazing apps by some individual developers. But you know, for a lot of us, if we're trying to do something as an individual developer, you know, a lot of us don't have that ability to to work on both sides of that equation excellently. We might have some ability on both sides, and that's where often you know the the, the collaboration of developers who maybe are more leaning one way or the other way often is a way that those results are found. And uh, um, and I, and I know this is you know, often where you know, Apple came from in the early days, and I, so I, you know, where, where you know, small teams, you know, where you've got the flexibility to have that sort of discussion and argument without it becoming corporate and procedural and whatever else is the way that sometimes good software gets made. Indeed, indeed, indeed. It is definitely, you know, it, it is a, a creative process by complicated human beings in a world that is, a, in its effect, actually very simple. <laughs> but um, that's a topic for another day. Um, uh, Scotty, you remember how we always, would always end the show asking how to get in touch with people? And before we, we get to that, um, have you, have you, uh, you know, I had asked last time, so are you using threads? And, you know, then the answer was, no, I can't be bothered or something to that effect. And I, I just, I'm pretty sure I saw somewhere that engagement on threads is down 70%, you know, after they had this. And it's not to say that, 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 that somehow that is a meaningful thing. I, I think threads is actually going to be, you know, continue to be really successful, but I'm also not surprised that after a super flurry of activity that it kind of dies down when people say, okay, well, I've seen it's new interesting you know maybe i'll get back to it um but i thought that was kind of interesting nope not even looked at threads yet uh i i i hear people mention it i i may i may do at some point but i'd you know i don't use the social media i have for communication enough i i, I do as i said before i do use facebook but i really use it for my own benefit i post stuff that I will see later, and if other people see it, that's fine. I don't care, but I post it for me, not for other people. Um, uh, and yeah, I use, uh, still use um, Mastodon, where I am Scotty at developer.social. If you wish to get hold of me, to to just chat with people. But yo, know, again, my my engagement with that has gone down a little bit uh, recently. Um, but I don't think that's got anything to do with Mastodon. I think that's got me to do with me being a lazy ass. Um, so anyway, Scotty at uh, developer.social. Um, and John, where can people get hold of you? Should they be threading? Is that what you have to say? Should they be threading you? <laughs> I don't know how you say that. Well, you should. I don't know whether you can, you know, you, you can X Well, you're not me. going to the new, you're not going to the new X, are you? Are they <laughs> going like, to be Xing you? You, you, can, you can X me on, on X. <laughs> 
or you can sex me on, I don't know what the fuck that is, where I'm still Jembe and I, I still, as a matter of course, search because I, I look for signal about the, the Netflix iOS app there uh, and, and not a whole lot else. I am on threads as John Fox and you can find me on Mastodon as Jembe. That's D-J-E-M-B-E, like the West African drum. Well, John, it's been nice to catch up with you after, uh, after a couple of weeks again. Once again, congratulations on shipping. Uh, it's been it's been amazing that out, out of uh, I hope we get a couple more conversations around things that sure, have come sure. out of this because we've had to listen for eighteen months to you how you can't tell us anything. It would really sad if the combination of the eighteen months was a twenty minute chat <laughs> on a Wednesday afternoon. <laughs> I uh, so, uh, have have a good think about other things you might. Um, I'm, I'm sure there's learnings in there that oh, yeah. um, you weren't even allowed to say because you'd have to describe something exactly. which was right. secret. But now it's out there; you can do it. So over the next few weeks, let's un- let's unpick that a little bit. Sure. Um, yeah, you know, I've got a few things to share on on some iCloud sharing stuff that we've been doing as well. So um, yeah. Um, oh wow! Are we promising future content? Look at us being professional. <laughs> I know, and and who knows? Maybe maybe this week's you know this week's uh, appointed listener will think, God, now this is a terrible burden because some of that might be remotely interesting to me. And what happens if it's not my turn to have to listen? It would be terrible. And and can you imagine, Scotty, if we had more than one fractional listener on the line at one time? Oh my God! What? Well, but John, there is there are some countries where you can. Um, you know, trade your tax allowances with people because you need them. I'm wondering if we can maybe adopt some of those systems for people to trade their listening slots. Carbon offsets uh, for, for, for yeah. attention. Yeah, I will give you $0.42. That cents. I never, ever have 40, to listen to this. 42 cents to be able to listen to next week's episode. I'll give you $5 to not have to. There we are. That's the way it's going to go. Right. right, well, whoever was on there today, uh, you got the Big John reveal, uh, and hope the therapy after that goes well. But thanks for listening, <laughs> and until next time. You take care to keep your eyes closed. <laughs>